Yes Have Some podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations, your one-stop shop for all of your proton pack building needs. If you're in the market for a proton pack, head to carnivoruscreations.com. That's carnivorous with a K. You're going to find aluminum motherboards, resin parts, fiberglass shells, and a whole lot more. Find them on Facebook at Carnivorous Creations or head straight to carnivoruscreations.com. Remember carnivorous with a K and get started on an authentic screen accurate proton pack. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. We got one! It's time for another episode of Yes, Have Some Podcast. Look at him in really bad shape. Come on, please. Please. Your weekly pop culture therapy session. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Subscribe on iTunes by searching for Yes Have Some in the iTunes store or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash yeshavesomecast. Sick vandalism. That is a deliberate mutilation of a public service message. And now, hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed with your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Stress in my life. Um, good no tr- soup for you. No soup for me. Oh, we met the soup Nazi. Hey. He was doing uh, Larry Thomas, the soup Nazi. He from doesn't Seinfeld. go by the soup Nazi anymore. Yeah, he's the soup man now. Apparently the other ones. <laughs> it's a, it's a the original title. soup man. Uh, yeah, he does. Uh, uh, we're huge Seinfeld fans, and he was doing an appearance here in Atlanta promoting uh, soup for the original soup man. And, uh. Abby, myself, and our good friend Zach Myers all went out to the Publix in Atlanta, and we met him, and he was a very nice Nazi. We called now, ahead of was, time and asked yeah, to make sure he was there. Now, was Dan Aykroyd around? No. Ooh. Dan Aykroyd did do – so that's actually – I'm glad you brought that up. Dan a Aykroyd nice feature. did a Crystal Head signing up in Pennsylvania on Friday, uh-huh. and that was the no, – there's not been a Crystal Head signing – since Ghostbusters 2016, Answer the Call, started filming. Right. He was basically on hiatus. And now he's back. He's making sure it was perfect. It was well, perfect. You know, it's got to be perfect. Oh, we got these uh, crystal skulls and crystal vodka and blah, 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 blah. I love Dan. I hope he does one <laughs> here. Too. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, Me I, too, yeah. I've never hey, really gotten to. I've got some questions for Dan. A <laughs> questions. He doesn't want to encounter the old Yes Have Some podcast. He probably really doesn't. He'd be like, no, he the fuck out of here. I want to um, get him on the blood pressure uh, machi- machine. Right <laughs> 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 He'd be like, Abby, you ignorant slut. Oh, I hope not. That's hate speech. <laughs> That's hate speech, Dan. <laughs> uh, cool. So yeah, met the soup Nazi, and I've, I'm now amassing a collection of signed 8x10s. And ladles. And ladles. Oh, yeah, we got Jake uh, a signed ladle. Heck Yeah. I'm excited uh, about it. Ladle it forward. <laughs> ladle it forward. That's good. That's what we're calling it. I have a Seinfeld 8x10 autograph collection going. I've got Jason Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, who played George, of course. And then I've got Judge Reinhold, the close talker. And now I have the Soup Nazi. So my goal is to get all the guest stars and main cast. That's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. You better get on it. It's a hefty goal. Yeah. But hey, you might... uh. 
we might be uh, going to a little thing. Yeah, sure. we might go see in a couple Mr. months, right? Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. We're gonna, gonna take... go see Seinfeld, do some Seinfeld hey, stuff. Hey, maybe we'll get let's get him on the podcast. Oh, we'll get him on the show. We'll just be we'll just interrupt his act. Yeah, <laughs> and just be like, hey, we're, we're DSL some podcast. I think he I think he has stress. I think he'd talk about it. I'm sure he does. Yeah. You look a little stressed. Is this some radical new therapy? Why don't you do something with your life? Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Hey Jake, I know you have some stress. What's going on? What's stressing you out this week, man? Got, got a little bit of stress. A little bit of stress. Uh, so besides the fact, you know, I was talking to you about this thing where you had a couple episodes back where your stress was like, uh, was that you haven't bought toys in a while? Mm, I and remember. Then and then like. I don't know, maybe a week ago, you sent me this picture of, like, a ton of toys that you bought. I bought some toys. And immediately when I saw that picture, I felt it was as if you put your stress of not buying toys into that photo. Uh Uh-huh. And then you sent it to me. Yeah. And when I, as soon as I saw that picture and saw all that cool stuff that you bought. Yeah. That stress of not buying toys transferred out of your body. Mm Mm-hmm. Into my body. So this is a Jason goes to hell situation. It was gotcha. a Jason goes to hell situation. The little slug. I swallowed the slug. Yeah. Or maybe what's the what's the chant that uh, uh, Charles Ray fucking whatever his Charles name is. Lee. Yeah, Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> there it is. Give me the stress, video. I beg of you. Yeah. It actually is more like that because he he actually becomes a toy. Yeah. He goes all in. Yeah. Well, you you. That whole movie is a metaphor for the Yes Have Some podcast. Jake, what stress. if you became a toy? Like you're like God, that is like my life goal. Does Jake's body Jake's body became a, a NECA uh, alien figure. What toy company would put you out? Well Hasbro? hey, that's what I bought this week. Mattel? To try to like just keep it at bay a little bit. I hadn't bought I got stressed about not buying toys, and all this other cool stuff came out. The Ghostbusters remote control car came out. And Whoa! I, I haven't seen that anywhere, yeah. but uh, some stuff came out. There's a that you know. There's that new Freddy figure. There's what two? I think two new Freddy figures. There's just a bunch of cool stuff, and uh, I've been stressed out about that. And I went to this. I went to Toys R Us. I did see some things that I liked. Okay. Saw some stuff I got my eye on. A couple tiny but stuff. But the the only things I bought as I bought. They had the Vinny Mates, which is like the giant Mini Mates figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make for, sense for aliens. So I bought the Ripley and the Alien, and they're cool. They're they're cute, and they're hanging out on one of my shelves, and it made me feel a little better. Did you take them out of the package? I did. Whoa! What did it feel like? I did. I did, but I did it you very carefully. Yeah. And I'm keeping the boxes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I keep all my boxes. Well, you got so. You got a box closet. Um, I, those... I literally do have a box closet. Yes, yeah, so we. <laughs> I literally two. was in mine today because I was reorganizing the toy room. So. Why are you playing with your box boxes. closet all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your box closet. It's fun in there. Um, Whoa. I don't love mini mates. They're not my go-to thing. It has nothing against Diamond Select. They make great stuff. I just don't. I'm not a mini mate. I'm not really. Like, a... I don't like boxes. I don't. I don't like <laughs> mini... Legos really. Mini mates are impossible to display in a very good way. I have, whenever all the Ghostbuster mini mates were coming out, I tried to buy all of them, and I have most of them. I'm probably only missing a couple, and I hate them. I hate trying to display. Mm. I also haven't opened any of them. They're all in the boxes, but they're just like, it's just an awkward box. They're tiny. 
The Vinnie Mates are cool though because yeah, they're, they're bigger. Cool. They're bigger and you can open them and you can display them. They look like, yeah. kind of like a cartoon. Um, yeah, I, I like them. Yeah, they're all right. So the only I never I the only Mini Mates that I've gotten from the new series, and really the only Mini Mates I've ever gotten was the the Toys R Us exclusive uh, Rowan and Stay Puft, mm-hmm. uh, which are really cute, cutest couple. Um, but the the box I don't know if the old Mini Mates are like this, but the new boxes like it, it's level on the bottom, and it's a big open plastic window case, so. It actually displays pretty well and stands up nice and nice and straight. Uh, yeah, I'm... that is the same. But when you have a bunch of them, yeah, it doesn't like because well, you can't stack if you them. Have, if you have a one or two, then sure. But yeah, you can't stack them. You can't put them behind each other. You can't see them. Wow, they're a pain in the it's butt. Dilemma. I have them like I have what a them, dilemma. Like, yeah. Oh god, I hate them, dude. Well, displayability, just... if that's a word, is definitely super Jake, important. Jake, there is people in southern parts of states I can't even mention who can't even afford a mini mate. Canada? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they probably don't have them up there. They probably don't get them. Up they there. don't get them. They have a hey. lot. Well, it's hard to it's hard to play with <laughs> mini mates in Canada because you know in Canada their heads are connected. Very yeah, the heads like, don't you know, attach. It's like they make the mouth They're like a flat. They fl- kind yeah. of flap well, a, a little totally bit. I don't understand cast. why. <laughs> From the American, I don't get, get Canadian. Hey, mini mates, guy. What is happening? We've derailed mini completely. Mates? We're like we're making fun of most of our friends. Right. No. Whatever. Uh, hey, guy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. So that was my that was my toy stress, but I did have another stress. Oh. I got another one. So so go. So Ghostbusters is over. It came out. It's done. Done. Uh, it's yeah. gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna slow down a little bit. So there's another movie that's gonna. That's working. That's working up. It's another one of all. All of our favorite franchises. Yep. It's happening. Uh, they're talking about it, and I feel like it's something that we're probably all gonna be talking about a lot more in right. the next couple of months. And that's Jurassic World Two. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Uh, there's been a little Lost bit of New York. news. Yeah, there's been a little bit of news in the last couple of weeks. There was an open casting call for like a nine-year-old girl named Lucy that's going to be in this movie, which I snuck they... into. I tried out. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they you Abby you good they, and no, it's weird they have like, like 11. they have a you know a very detailed uh, um, thing for 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 what what they're looking for for Lucy. Right. Yeah. So there's that. They've come out and said that part two is going to be a little darker. It might be a little more serious. It's going to have more animatronics. Those are all good things. That all sounds good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've also come out and said that Jurassic World 2 will be a parable for animal abuse. Mm. Now, this is a little tricky. Okay. Because, first of all, like, that's something in real life, that's something that I care about. Right. So it's like you wonder how how a real life uh, issue like that is going to be treated in this movie. And I, I wonder, like, is it going to be something that I can be proud of? Like, is it going to be like, am I going to watch Russell World and be like, oh, man, it's really cool that they just kind of threw that in there, you know, because there are people who who, who are into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or or are they going to make, you know, or are they going to make a joke out of it? Is it going to be? Silly? Are they gonna make poke fun know, at animal rights activists people, or something? Yeah. Are they gonna make people look bad? Is it gonna be embarrassing? Is it gonna make me not like direct? Because like that is something that's very important to me. You guys know that, and, right? Uh, right. And like I don't, 
If it was important m- to Vince Vaughn in the Lost World, wasn't it? For like a minute, <laughs> yeah, didn't he seem to care about him? And then seemed yeah, to care and it was almost a plot line, right? It just like it stresses me out because that's a real world world issue that I'm that I I care about, and it's gonna mix with one of my favorite movies, and I don't want them to treat that kind of material in a in a bad way or in a silly way. I just yeah, like I don't, I don't know. I just. I don't want it to make me not like the movie. Well, I don't think you're going to have anything to worry about. Like, um, Although I think if there was a restaurant scene where somebody orders the Raptor burger and their date's like, oh, I can't believe you. I just can't oh, believe you. My God. Um, no, but like, so you saw, so Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, they're coming back. Uh, right. You saw Owen in. Molding's in... secret recipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we use every part. Oh, uh, hey, that's and I do upsetting. mean lethal. Hey, the hot sauce story. is lethal. Yeah, it is. Um, it's venomous. So Chris Pratt's character, Owen, in, in Jurassic World, like, he makes a big speech about how, like, hey, these are living, breathing animals, and they're not to be taken for granted, and they're not to for – you don't take this stuff lightly. Like, you're you're playing with fire. And right. I feel like like Owen cared so much for, for the animals and the raptors, and I feel like there's going to be some nefarious things going on. Whether Militarization. Yeah, whether they militarize the dinosaurs or whether there's, you know, I don't know. What do you do with old, dying-off dinosaurs? Yeah, something exactly. Like, that? like, disposal of, of aging, How they're treated in aging dinosaurs, uh, the hunting of dinosaurs for game, like, things like that. I think those are things that we're going to see, and we're going to see... I don't know. I want to root for the dinosaurs, I think. Right, right. You know, like... Yeah, if they're going to be animatronic, if they're leaning more heavily on those practical effects, then yeah, like, let's have them be more... Char- I loved Blue. Blue was, like, my favorite character in um, Jurassic World, so... Oh, my God. I've talked about it before, but that scene, the end of... Dr- the third act of Jurassic World is amazing. Yeah. And when you see Blue running around the corner, and he's coming at the Indominus, like... Yeah, like slow motion. That's oh. amazing. Say high five. <laughs> I, yeah, I just have a feeling he's like, oh, you done fucked with the wrong 65-million-year-old yeah. dinosaur. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. But I do understand that, Jake. So, like, obviously, like, animal rights and, like, you're vegan and, like, that's a cause that you care a lot about. And it would suck to see it trivialized in a movie franchise that you care so much about. Right. I just – yeah, exactly. I just don't want to come out of it feeling weird about either thing or right. – or like upset or I don't know. You know, it's just like a it's just a weird it's a weird thing it's to like tackle. Ghostbusters a lot of movies don't to take do four it. powerful females and then like put them in the forefront and then you feel super like that's how I felt when that movie was announced. So I totally right. understand where you're coming from. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like, hey, we take women uh women's rights and like uh activism and like pro female stuff like we take it seriously, like don't fuck this up. Don't make them look stupid. And right. they didn't. Good job. Right. right. So I understand exactly. your stress. Now if you deeply care about Homeland Security agents, you might have a problem with the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, so, right. Jake, I think you're going to be in good hands. I think we all will be. Uh, worthy director, J.A. Boyana. Boyana? Yep. Bayona. Hey, uh, we're trying. Bayona. He directed The Orphanage, uh, which, Jake, I know you've seen. I haven't seen it, but I can Yeah, I think it's, it's a great movie. I like it. You guys um, should check it out. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, Spielberg's still obviously producing, and Colin Trevorrow is producing. And I, I think, listen, Jurassic World made a lot more money than I think anybody, including Universal, was expecting. Uh, they're not going to mess it up. Like, it's going to be good. 
I really think right. it's going to be very, very good. I think they're going to even try a little harder to make because I mean, like you know, Jurassic Jurassic World came out and and like you know, I liked it. It was fun. It was different from Jurassic Park in a in a million different ways. Right. But it did get a lot of flack. It got a lot. A lot of people hated it. You know, right. and and a lot of people criticize it very harshly. Right. Uh, yeah. And some of that criticism is earned i think and some of it is just a little too much but i think they're going i think what they're trying to do just like in in them talking about it being darker more animatronics those are two of the main things that they criticize about jurassic world you know uh, and i think what they're doing like we we live in a world where when a movie comes out and it's bad when they try to fix those things you right. know they're like they're they're gonna try to fix it they're gonna do what they can to uh they see what they did what maybe didn't work and i i think they're trying to right a few of the wrongs that maybe they did in jurassic world so yeah right. I, i'm very excited about it i think uh i think that chris pratt so we gotta remember chris pratt guardians had was it had it been filmed before jurassic world but it wasn't out yet or something like I don't know. I think Chris Pratt is a better actor and a more well-rounded actor yeah, today. He came out after Guardians. Than he was uh, when he filmed Jurassic World. I think, I think he's gonna kick ass. I think, I think it's in good hands. I really do. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, I have a feeling it's gonna just get away from the theme park thing altogether. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was part of what I read. Is um, it's know, probably the... gonna go in like a free willy direction where you like you care and you probably are gonna get one special story with a couple special dinosaurs. That would be fucking awesome to develop yeah, those I... char- them as characters. They they Ooh. they came right out and said that it will not be. I'm re- I'm reading this. this is a direct quote. It will not be just a bunch of dinosaurs chasing people on an island. That's gonna get old real fast. Right. Yeah. Give me dinosaurs with personalities and names and like a relationship. Give me dinosaurs on the interstate. That's what I'm saying. Give me dinosaurs <laughs> on the internet. Just like surfing the web. <laughs> Some people think the end of Lost World is silly. I love it. I want to see. I want. So there was a rumor like before. Jurassic World was made. There was a rumor of a script that went around, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago, where like the opening was like a little league baseball game, and all of a sudden like a T Rex shows up and starts like wow. eating the kids. I'm like, yeah, I want to see that shit. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I hate little league. <laughs> I hate it's baseball. Weird. No, I, really, I no, I hate, I hate baseball. I hate kids. Uh, yeah. It's weird. You know when Whole you thing. say it. When you say like, oh yeah, the final act of you know Lost World is a, is a T Rex running around, you know the streets and eating people. That sounds stupid, right. but then when you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is entertaining yeah. and it's fun to watch. It is so fun to watch. Yeah. He stops by the pool, has a little drink, yeah, a little snack, or she, I should say. It's a she. Um, well, cool. So, Jake, did you have any more Jurassic stress? No, that's the, that's that's the Jurassic stress. Cool. cool. I feel you. Um, what's really cool is that um, you know we always bring it back to toys. Um, it was announced a couple months ago that Hasbro is no longer making the uh, Jurassic Park toy line, and Mattel has the master license. And mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Like, give it to somebody else. Like, let's. I you know the Jurassic World toy line was pretty... less vehicles, please. Right. Well, here's my problem with the Jurassic World toy line, and I don't want to be too harsh. Uh, it's terrible. It's not good. Oh. 
Uh, I don't like it. Is, it is the worst. It's where it, it, there's some dinosaurs. There's no human figures. Yeah, the toddler toys are terrible. They're like bizarrely colored. The and... scale's really weird. Like the little, uh, the Indominus that comes with like the little whatever the 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 ball. What's that ball? Yeah, called? you have the world's tiniest the Chris Pratt figure. Yeah, like, it's just. Weird. I want that thing as big as possible. Like if so. you go back and look at the original Kenner line, that's a great line of figures. All the characters. They come with little dinosaurs. They look just like the actors in the movie. <laughs> just like them. Um, Dead the, on. the dinosaurs look really weird to me. The dinosaurs in the new line just look bad. Yeah, like the, you know, uh, someone had damage. mentioned one of our, you know, we were t- when we did the Jurassic Park episodes. One of the things that uh, one of our our uh, listeners was like, hey, talk about how bad the Jurassic Park 3 toy line is. And I was like, okay, oh, but wait, it's better than the Jurassic World toy line. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> whoever said I mean, that i don't remember who said it we love you uh, i think it, i think it was jeff i think it was uh i think it was our friend jeff okay well jeff we love you but you're wrong um so uh yeah i'm excited i i think i want to get some more jurassic park toys oh um, jurassic park's park the places. best and what what's great so you said no more so what was weird about the new um Jurassic Park toy if line. If you're going to give me a vehicle, give me like a throwback vehicle. Well, you like... need action figure playset vehicles. What they put out in this new one was the die cast ones and then all the mini vehicles. They're like dad cast. They look like stuff that your dad would want on like a nice shelf or something. And they're not as fun and like rough and tumble and like something you want to get your hands on. Yeah, because they're like the law. Dude, Holy Gra- Guys, ready for Holy Grail toy talk? Nothing against dads. Was Nothing there? against dads. Um, We love them. We do. Happy Father's Day. Is that coming out? No. Okay. Um, well, when it does, I mean it. Holy Grail. There's a couple Jurassic Park toys from the original lines that are some stuff that I've always wanted and will obtain eventually. Obviously. Actually, there's three. Jurassic Park, the first uh, toy line, the compound playset, mm-hmm. is an amazing playset. Yeah. yeah. It's big. You've got the gates. You've got the tower. Oh, it's so good. Jurassic Park 2, the RV playset, like the double yep. RV, the one yeah. that hangs off the cliff. Yeah. Amazing! It's the best scene in the movie, the, right? Uh, the RV compound, whatever it's called. Someone's going to correct me. Ryan Dole's going to yell at me. I'm getting um, a tweet. <laughs> we'll be tweeting. Um, and then the the Raptor attack playset, which is kind of a, a smaller version of the compound set, which is from Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Um, playsets are the best. Yes. And can you guys believe this? I was at Toys R Us the other day. I know I'm just going. I, I'm I'm going. Take here. it. This is your stress officially. Um, so this is well. This is not my official stress, but another stress. Unofficial stress. Um, what's that weird like '60s sci-fi? Uh, Batman playset. No, is it Thunderbirds? Is that a thing? Thunderbirds are go. I think so. Yeah. So wasn't that like a puppet driven? Yeah. 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 So there's a new 60s. line of those toys out of Thunderbirds. And there's this amazing playset. It's like the greatest thing ever. That's cool. That looks like a Venture Brothers like. That yeah. Looks like and I was like, I was so mad. I was at, I was at Toys R Us. Right? I was like, I was like, what is this? That is cool. <laughs> I was like, I want this now. Um, and I don't know anything about Thunderbirds. I, I think is it like British or something? I have no clue. I never watched it. It's like what uh, Team America, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was based on that. So it's called the Interactive Tracy Island. And uh, I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to get it. We're just going to get into it. Getting into Thunderbirds. We're getting Um, puppets. Well, cool. Thanks, Jake, for that stress. Love Toy Talk. Hey, if there's any toy toy companies out there listening, 
we're more than willing to play with the toys you sent yeah, us. Yeah, we love your stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Chronicle Collectibles. <laughs> hey, Chronicle. Hey. Hot toys. Hey. Give me that raptor head. Hey, Ketter toys. Hey, Ketter. Hey, Kenner. Kenner hey, does... Mattel, Hasbro, everyone. Kenner doesn't even exist Kenner's anymore. Kenner's not around. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Rest in peace, Kenner. Oh, man. Cincinnati's I want to go to that warehouse. Aren't there, like, still, like, Dead stock stock. loads? Zombie Sailor. All right, let's do it. Guys, are you ready for my stress? Let's hear it. I need to hear it. Yes. You guys might not like it. I need it. I'm going to bring it around. Oh, boy. For the first time since 1945, the Chicago Cubs are in the World Series. Oh, can I leave? What the fuck? Is this real? Are you talking about sports on the show? I I leave the room, but now that you're talking about it, I'm stuck listening. Here's the thing. We're supposed to, like, engage in this conversation? Just because Bill Murray's involved, I still can't (laughs) drag myself, like, to caring. So here's the thing. I'm from Chicago. Sorry, sports. I like sports. I won't dwell on it too long. I'm a huge Cubs fan. They haven't won a World Series since 1908. Haven't been there since 1945. The Ghostbusters and the Cubs run congruently. Sure. If the co- you better make this interesting. <laughs> so, this better be a really deep parallel. Or there better be a Janosch mention. Bill Murray is a lifelong Cubs fan, right? Yeah. There was sure. a curse sure. on the Cubs because in 1945, somebody brought – Jason? Or at some point a long time ago, somebody brought a goat to the game, and the goat put a curse on the Cubs. So I Ain't Afraid of No Goat <laughs> is the shirt that Bill Murray has been wearing to the Cubs games. Um, lifelong fan. Oh, you gonna say something to this? Harold Ramis. Oh. Also a Cubs fan. Stand down. Stand down, everybody. Sit down. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting. Um, and of course, uh, the Blues Brothers took place in Chicago. Okay. And I'm just gonna say Dan Aykroyd's a Cubs fan. I have no idea if he is or not. He's probably. Um, but um, yeah, I'm really excited about that, and it's really. Sh- I'm actually while we're, game one is on right now, the World Series, and we're recording, and I'm not even watching it, but I'm gonna watch it after this. But this all leads to me to something else. So. Uh, Bill Murray uh, won an award. He was awarded something this week. He got an award. Did you guys mm-hmm. hear about this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was given the Mark Twain like uh, comedy award. Mm-hmm. And um, basically it's something they do annually where they give out uh, somebody who has been prolific. Uh, Will Ferrell's won. Will Ferrell got one. I think Tina Fey won one. And Bill Murray got it this year. And uh, so it, they taped it a couple nights ago. It's going to air on PBS next week. Uh, and... He was he, in a really good mood. He was in a really good mood. He went to the White House. He was in Washington, and he met with President uh, Barack Obama uh, for, like, it's just, like, part of the thing. When you win the award, you meet with the president. So Barack Obama was on Jimmy Kimmel last night, and he was talking about meeting Bill Murray. And they're in the Oval Office, and Bill Murray walks into the Oval Office where Barack Obama's like, normally, anybody who walks in the Oval Office is wearing, like, a suit and a tie. It's very prestigious. It's very, you know... It's the fuck. It's the Oval Office. Right. Bill Murray walks Dress in code. in a Cubs jersey, <laughs> <laughs> and Barack Obama was basically like, "Look, anybody else in the world, you're kind of going, what the hell? But right. it's Bill Murray. He <laughs> literally does whatever he fucking yeah. wants. He could have taken Barack Obama's phone and thrown it off the White House, <laughs> and he would have been like, dude, Bill Murray broke my phone. Hey, it yeah. was awesome." And that's amazing. That's award-winning. Um, actually, so there's a website I go to all the time. It's a really cool website. You guys should check it out. It's called markedout.com. And it's basically like a message board where people who are like autograph hunters and auto- and get pictures with uh, photo ops of celebrities go to conventions, on the streets, whatever. 
they post their encounters and they post pictures and everything. So it gives you hope that it, it can happen to you, you can right? Meet some people. You can live like so through those people. A couple of the guys on the message board were in DC at this event this weekend, and there, it was like star-studded. So Bill Murray was there, Ivan Reitman was there, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Bill Hader, uh, Emma Stone, just tons and tons of people. And um, the guy was telling the story about trying to get an autograph from Bill Murray, and he had found him at three different places. And finally, Bill Murray is walking by, and uh, so the guy said, yeah, Bill walks by, and he looks at Bill, and he says, can I get an autograph? And Bill Murray looks at him and says, fuck you. Zing! Oh, <laughs> um, but then the same guy was able to get a picture with Bill Murray later uh, that day. So, he doesn't care. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like Bill Murray is the kind of guy, like, getting an autograph would be cool. Getting a picture would be cool. But I think the experience and the story is always going to be better, you know? I would intentionally yeah. not want to take my phone out, honestly, because I feel like that would take me out of the moment and probably piss him off. Like, when we were in the presence of Kristen Wiig and um, all the other stars, Kate McKinnon, et cetera, on the red carpet, like, I – every time I had my phone out, I was so – I was, like, shaking and trying to take too many photos that, like, I felt like I maybe missed <laughs> the actual real-life moments. So if right. and when I meet Bill Murray – no I've always said this. I might have said it on the show. I, if I, I ever see Bill online. Murray, if I ever see Bill Murray, I'm gonna walk up to him and I'm gonna go, "Hey, this might sound weird. Aren't you Brian Doyle Murray's brother?" And I'm gonna walk away. <laughs> I know you've had that one up your sleeve. By the way, that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna go well, up to him and be like, "A lot, Mr. Murray, we love you." A lot, Ghostbuster. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey, that was pretty cool when y'all caught that ghost. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. Remember that uh, Marshmallow Man. Member Slimer. Member Slimer. Uh, cool. So, <laughs> Bill Murray, the Cubs. Uh, I actually have super Sports. deep, like, emotional family attachments, but I'm not going to go into that stuff. Oh, that's um, good. It's good to be invested into something like that. Come on, people. Baseball stresses me out. <laughs> that's I your don't. stress? Yeah. Like, I don't – there's too many rules, and I just – it's slow-moving, and it's very long, and I feel like it gets longer. Slow-moving and All very long doesn't sound so bad to me. That's so bad. <laughs> it sounds like Michael Myers driving. Um, So, you know, everything's good. I'm glad that – when is it over? When's baseball over with this? It's never over. It's never uh, so end. tonight's yeah. game one, the first team to win four games out of seven wins. So it's going to be wow. all week. All that right. sounds awful. I have that to look forward to. So a lot of alone time. That's good. (laughs) But that's my stress. My stress is Bill Murray in the Oval Office wearing a Cubs jersey. He was, like, giving the president uh, golfing tips. Oh, yeah. They they... were, like, putting into an empty glass. And, like, Bill Murray was doing better than Barack Obama. And, by the way, i got to say this. Caddyshack was on last night. Caddyshack, so good. It's funny. I just wanted to say that. It is. It's very good. Um. The scene with Bill Murray and Chevy Chase, it's their only scene together in the whole movie. Chevy Chase is cute. He was a good-looking good. guy. He was looking good. Not as much now. Not, I don't know what happened, but what, he was good for a while there. Cool. Bill Murray's <laughs> still a good-looking guy. Yeah. Jenny Lewis? Are they dating? They hang out. Okay. He referred to her as his special friend. Like He goes to her shows. Like, how cool is it to hang out with Bill Murray? People who refer Lewis? to somebody as their special friend are, <laughs> are double things. usually, like... Destined to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> They've done a couple things already. Jared Fogle had special friends. By the time they're referring to other people's special friends. Oh, man. <sighs> cool. Well, that's my stress. Abigail, what, you got some stress? I was a, yeah, I'm stressed about the thing I was about to say, but kept back. Um, yeah, I'm stressed. 
I'm stressed because I've been um, watching trailers, like, all day and on repeat and crying while watching them. Um, for one thing, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer came out, um, I guess, a week ago at this point. Um, I talked about it, like, as soon as it happened on our lost episode, uh, ill-fated episode. But um, that trailer, it, it whatever day it was that it dropped, um, I was stressed out by the fact that it came out when it did because I was getting ready to go to a haircut and uh, I was trying to get out the door, and I wanted to give the trailer as much, like, respect and, like, proper time. I'm in decorum, and uh, I like to have my, like, routine and ritual before I sit down on the big screen TV and watch um, a trailer that I've been looking forward to, like I'm looking forward to this next Guardians of the Galaxy installment. Um, and when I sat down to watch it, I just, I, I was hooked on it. Like, I didn't want to stop watching a loop of that trailer because... It was like seeing old friends that you haven't seen in two years, like like the kind of friends that you've just you've waited your whole life for. And when that movie came into my life, it, it just really set off a huge string of inspiration. And um, it was pretty life-changing. Like that and Ghostbusters became um, just really big, integral movies in my life. And they became like family members. Um, so obviously, y'all know that the new Ghostbusters movie was a big deal for me. So having this next Guardians of the Galaxy, it's... I. I'm, I'm, I thought I was stressed because having a sequel and a follow-up to something that is perfect, like, um, I loved The Matrix when it first came out. That movie did, like, something really weird to me in eighth grade. Um, I was obsessed with Keanu Reeves. Tell us about it. You know, I got online about Jared for, like, Fogel the first again? time and did some Googling if that, whatever, some Alta Vistaing or whatever, like, search engine I was using. Um, so, yeah, I looked up Keanu Reeves and it just, I just remember it started a relationship. Uh, with that, with the Matrix, and I became uh, really engrossed in that world. And I remember trying to convince my mom to get my uh, get a copy of the Matrix on or Matrix on DVD for my dad for his birthday, even though secretly I just wanted to watch it. Um, and I remember like sneaking off and reading uh, facts about Keanu Reeves on Wikipedia and just just being really into it. Um, and that's kind of what happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. It just it set something off in me. It connected with me the band of misfits that, you know, have to work together to save the universe, which they kind of begrudgingly so. Like, it just really hit on all these chords. And um, I was a little nervous to see the new trailer because it's like, can you capture that lightning in a bottle again? Will James Gunn be able to, you know, to do it a second time and make it bigger and different? And I'd heard some things with the addition of Kurt Russell to the cast, and I'd been following it closely because the film was honestly, like, filming relatively close to where we live it's down where my parents live in like kind of south georgia area not far from where the walking dead films at pinewood studios uh trust me i wanted to like break down the doors and like i wanted to get a job inside of there just so i could like hang out while it was filming um but dude back to the trailer it was amazing uh we saw just enough like it's just it's how you should do a trailer like you saw you know little snippets of drax and star lord interacting that were it was like the comedic timing's still there like there it's just as much as it was um and you don't really know anything about the story they've mentioned that it's going to be like um talking about and exploring like parental ties between the characters and like obviously exploring star lord's relationship with his dad and all that kind of stuff kind of like jake with looking at jurassic world uh too uh -huh. like how those are issues that are close to your heart like that's all stuff that's very like how families work out and like your unresolved issues with your parents like I'm totally stoked to see Gamora and Star-Lord and Drax and Rocket and Groot face back. And I'm so excited to see baby Groot. Like, what the fuck? How cute <laughs> was that? It was like a BB-8 peeking around the corner moment. Oh, that's just a little baby. 
That's just a little baby Groot. That's just a baby Groot. <laughs> that's um, all that is. Yeah, yeah I, that trailer's awesome. I, I, I'm really excited, man. It, it's one of those things where I like. I get so mad. Like Doctor Strange looks amazing. Guardians looks like it's all gonna be good. Like we heard, I heard from a friend who. Yeah, works, I fell into a Doctor Strange. I heard role. from a friend who's working close to the. Uh, Thor is gonna be good. That's what I'll say. Thor is gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, the Ragnarok. And yes. uh, I just like saying that. Yeah. All the Marvel. The a piece of the Ragnarok it sounds Ooh. like the Agro Crag. Ooh. So I don't. I should. Hey I don't, Thor. Hey. Do 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 you have it? Do do do, do you right. have it? Uh. So where? Yeah. I don't know, Jake. What did you like? Good. The what did you think of the trailer, Jake? Yeah, I thought it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I was crying. No, I thought. Okay, so it, it, you guys there? Yeah, we are here. here. Oh, okay, it just, we're I'm here. We're family. Confusing for a second. Uh, no, I thought it was good. Uh, it's you know the first one. The first one came out. It did good. It was amazing. I don't think they had to do much for their trailer. Like they didn't. Like you just said, there's no story. Yeah, it's more of like a teaser. You know, right. there's no there's it no is. story exactly. or anything. It's just a bit of the uh, minute thirty. It's just enough to show you like the tone and that it, you know that it's still just going to be just as exciting, and that's perfect for that for that movie. I I mean, it's a perfect teaser trailer for you know for yeah. and we it's all like just want to see Gunn more of it. Putting his hand on your back and saying like, "Hey, your friends are going to be yeah, in town you're next good. summer." Like, yeah, Everyone's but I, fine. I, I want to. I do want to see like an actual full trailer. Like, right. yeah, yeah. I, I think it, they're going to go fine. the Star Wars route with Guardians too. I think that we're going to get like one. We're go- well, honestly, we're probably going to get a full trailer with Doctor next Strange. week with Doctor November Strange, 4th, right? right? Right. Oh, is that next week? Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited um, about that. If we, it happens, we probably won't see anything else for. I mean, for a while. I don't want to see anything else. Right. I've watched the trailer probably like. 25, 30 times at this point, and I don't think I want to watch it anymore. I don't want to get oversaturated, and right. I honestly don't want to. <laughs> Wait, hold- Dude, no. I want to get it I've watched saturated. it 25, 30 times. I don't I want don't to get oversaturated. I don't want to hit the oversaturation point, you know, which I don't want to overdo 50 it. or 60 oh. times. I want to get as saturated as possible, Chris Pratt. Just I want to saturate some things. Um, just bathe in it. I just want to... I do. Uh, <laughs> I think bad. it's going to be good. I'm not even stressed. Like, there really hasn't been a part of me that's been stressed about that stressed. movie. You're not but I, stressed. I'm actually not. Like, oh, but there's okay. other things that are stressing me out, like the Gilmore Girls uh, full trailer for their Netflix revival. What? Oh boy! Well, Here. hey guys, we're talking about Gilmore Girls again. Yeah. I, how about yes? Have some podcasts. Hey, tonight we're talking about the Chicago Cubs and Gilmore hey, Girls. Gilmore Girls, because we're well rounded. It's 2016. Uh, I've never seen an Whatever episode of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Honestly, I watched the first two seasons religiously, and I followed it, like, as it aired on the WB with my mom, so, like, I have really close familial ties to it. Um, really good memories, and I watched, um, like, what they're doing, they're doing, like, basically four 90-minute episodes from what I've read. It's gonna be, like, oh, a wow. year in the life of these characters. Like, it's like four movies. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I like that format, and, dude, I watched that. The trailer's, like, I don't know, two minutes or something more... I got so choked up. I was like embarrassed. Um, Me I, too. I just forgot how much I liked that show. Um, and it was just really cool to see. Uh, uh, what's uh, 
gun, not not Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. See Sean Gunn, see Melissa McCarthy, um, to see them all back in action. And um, it's still headed up by Amy Sherman Palladino, who worked on the show. She directed and wrote and created uh, the original series. And it just has a whole lot of good stuff going for it. It was just, it was a show that stood out because of its dialogue. It was snappy and fast and, like, pop culture driven. And it just really reached out to me as, like, a 13, 12-year-old girl. And it was a show that had, like, a really cool dynamic between a mother and daughter. And it was just, it just stood out for so many reasons. It had, like, a small town feel with a bunch of weird, quirky um, people that, it it reminded me almost of, like, the way Parks and Rec is and, like, uh, the way that I like that kind of, like, offbeat uh, rhythm and un- I just really enjoyed a lot of things about the show and this trailer showed and featured that exact same dynamic and a lot of the same dialogue and like it just it hit on all those strings and I got really emotional and then I started to get stressed because I'm like it's a Netflix revival and we've seen the new season of Arrested Development and then the Full House revival which I know Full House is not I don't hold it in the same regard as like Gilmore Girls it's I called- do <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> so I'm kind of a little bit worried because I understand that some of those, when Netflix well, brings a show back to life, sometimes it well, can be a weird. little weird. So we live in a weird time right now, right? So shows that were popular at one time and that went away are getting new life. That's not something that always happened. It used to be a show gets canceled and maybe like 10 years later they would do like a reunion episode or something. But like Jimmy Fallon, right? We're in the time now where like yeah, Arrested Development came back, and uh, Full House is back, and Twin Peaks is coming back, yeah. and uh, and then there's the other version of that where popular movie franchises are are getting runs as TV shows like uh, Ash versus Evil Dead and uh, what have you. Mm-hmm. So what's weird about it is that when you have a TV show that you really like. Part of what you like about it is it represents the time it was in, right? Yeah. Same with movies. Between years. Yeah. So when they bring it back and you don't get that passage of time with the characters and you're just seeing these characters now, like when was Gilmore Girls? Acknowledging. When was Gilmore Girls popular? 2000 what? The early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. So now it's 2016 and you're going to see these same characters. It's like, oh, now they have smartphones. Now, like, uh, they've got Tinder. If you rely too heavily on, like, making the distinction in the passage of time, then it can get a little hokey and forced and Right. Well, that's something I'm worried it. about with Twin Peaks. Like, I, I want – what's cool about Twin Peaks is that town felt like it was frozen in time. It yeah. was timeless. You didn't know Untouched what year it was in. Time, right. So I hope it's the – I hope it's the same. I hope – I think it can be. Um, I hope – and there – because there's other shows that have gone away that I would like to see come back, right? Right. We're step by step. Where is it? I don't know, <laughs> but I want it back. I want Patrick Duffy. Um, Jake, are there any shows that you well, that you just would love to see come back? Mm, man, no, not that I can just. I mean, yeah, but then it, but then again, you're like scared for the. I mean, like yeah, I that's where I am right now. It's Lost. like because you love it so much that it's like. Oh, uh, well, so you Heroes know? came back. Yeah, yeah, Heroes came back and it's awful. Yeah, like yeah. Heroes, man. I here the first season of Heroes was it's it's like it's outstanding it's right. so good every it worked really well the second season was good but towards the end of the second season the third season it just started to go downhill and it, it got so bad that i never even like i stopped watching right like in the last season it was just like yeah i just never watched it and then i went back and finished it whenever i heard they were coming out with the new season uh-huh so the, the new season hits tv and 
I sat down and watched like maybe the first four episodes in a row, and I was just like, "Boy, this is bad." <laughs> now, it's what just, about? Yeah. It's not good. Now, I'm not a big X Files guy. More because you just invested right. in it. So. I'm not a big yeah. X Files guy, but that came back this year and did pretty well. Uh, Wasn't there X-Files, like a weird stretch though? Like something weird happened with like a X Files was amazing. Okay, maybe I not. loved X Files. It. I loved it. There, you know, maybe not all of those episodes were super amazing, but a couple of them, you know, they were all written by some of the same people who who wrote the old episodes. Uh-huh. And there were one or two episodes in particular that I was watching, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is an X Files! Like, this is an X Files episode. This right. is exactly the same as it would have been, you know, when it originally ran." ran. Right. Yeah, and that I makes it. I loved it, and I hope they those. do some more. Yeah. Well, that's a good transition. Maybe we'll end on this discussion because I think if there's one TV show that all three of us love, 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 had obsessions with and what have you, it's uh, Lost. Right. So, loving Lost, would you want to see Lost back in any form? And if so, what would your contingency be? Like, what do you want it? What would you want? Man, yeah. I – God, I feel like I would, but I, I would – I mean, it would just have to be good. I would not want it to be. I'd want to see bad. Hurley running the island with a whole new cast of characters, and then some familiar faces popping back in. Yeah, I'd be in. I'd be into that. I, I, that'd be cool. Uh, I would like to see. I I kind of want to see John Locke redeemed somehow. You know, like I hated. I really hated that they killed him off. And then used his him. body as like a vehicle for the villain. I right. think that was I think that was a bad choice. And John Locke was a he was a good man. And he was he a good man. He should have been the hero and not the villain of the story. And I feel like somehow they need to fix that. And I don't know how. And I, I wouldn't want it to be weird. You know. I'm saying I wouldn't want it to be weird. It's fucking lost. It is weird. Right. But I feel like they, they should do something there. Uh, another thing I always thought could be kind of a cool thing is, um, you know, there. so you got the man in black and you got Jacob on the island. And it's like they those characters always need to be there. Like the smoke mon- – it's like there always has to be a man in black. There always has to be that presence. Yeah, right. good and evil, right. I feel like in Jack – defeating the man in black and dying in the process i feel like he should have to take over as like the smoke monster Mm -hmm. and kind of like protector of the island like he doesn't necessarily have to be a bad guy like the man in black was but i feel like he defeated the smoke monster there's got to be a smoke monster he needs to like and like i feel like that's a way you could still have jack in the show He's no longer human, but he's still he's there on that island as that like entity, and he could take yeah. human form as the Man in Black can. Right. But Smoke I feel like I feel like he is the protector of that island now. Right. I, I think those are all awesome thoughts. I think if they ever actually did it, because so much of what made Lost great was that ensemble cast and who knows if they'd be able to get all or any of you them You think back. that Nikki and Paulo need to sell their blood diamonds and then build a resort on the island <laughs> and then tell that story? Did you read my notes? I thought, yeah, I did earlier. <laughs> yeah. um, I saw you writing. I them. think, I think... Because we love expose. 
All right. I think uh, strongest episode. I think you would want to possibly do two. One of two things. One, tell another story of another group of people on that island at a completely different time, maybe way in the future or way in the past. Mm-hmm. Or do a show. Young Whitmore. <laughs> Sounds like a band. I know the timeline you're talking about. Um, or do a show that's based in the Lost Universe with a lot of the same rules and principles, but have it be something completely separate than the Lost Island. Just because, I mean, the show had so much mythology that, I mean, even if, if you would, they would have to put their heads together and think, like, what what made Lost great? These characters. Legend of uh, Dogen's Temple? You're just giving me shit, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> what made Lost great? The Legend of Do- No, that made that's what made Lost bad. Yeah, I know. Season six. I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, I think new characters, new setting, maybe some of the same, uh, some of the same mythology, some of the same tenets. You know, the the mm-hmm. the that age old battle of good versus evil. Because so the on Lost, and we'll wrap it up, but. Yeah, cover it in a different decade, like the Dharma Initiative in a different time or something like that. I mean, that. that would be really the cool. The downfall, like that kind of stuff. The that... one thing that always bummed me out about Lost was that the, one of the coolest scenes ever was that first time you met Jacob and the man in black. And the man in black's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. And they're just on the beach. Yeah. Um, and I always thought season six, the flashback should have been the entire backstory of the island and Jacob and the man in black. But instead, they did that all in one episode. And it was just kind of right. like rushed and weird. And it was like... Oh, they're doing this just to do it, but it, it doesn't feel like it. I would have rather have been left with the mystery of their backstory yeah. than like shoehorning it in in one episode. You know, right? Right. right. Less is more. Leave it open ended. Let the but discussion continue. To answer my own question, yeah, I'd love to see Lost come back, and yeah, I would hope that they would give it the care it deserves, and. Uh, cause Lost was justice good. for John Locke. Yeah, I think uh, with a show like Lost, they're they're. The good thing about it is there are a lot of ways they could bring it back and do something different, but still feels, you know, familiar. Yeah. I mean, and that's what, that's, what's good about it. If they want, I think they could do that. I mean, yeah. Great characters jumping through time, like redeeming themselves, all that kind of stuff. You can right. do it with, new I characters. mean, cause the way it ends is pretty final. Like it, the way lost ends is like all of our characters have created uh, kind of a, a space and time to, uh, a sanctuary to, to, to meet me. each other in the afterlife and that's what they all needed to move on because their time on the island was the most important time of their life that's right. pretty final for all those characters it so, is yeah uh, unless you're going to do something that negates that and you're like nope that was just some evil shit playing a trick on everybody yeah like, Got- um I'm Lost relies so heavily on flash. <laughs> I know they rely so heavily on the flashbacks that you can still flash back to characters that you may have known from the original if you're doing a reboot or if you're right. reinvigorating the series or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna cry too if you play those the string set from Lost. Like, oh my god, I, I have to leave the room again. If we see Daniel Faraday staring at a TV, crying over the found wreckage of Oceanic Eight Fifteen, and not knowing why, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be get sad in here. Something's getting uh. sad. Well, cool, guys. That was some good stress. Um, I think we could probably wrap it up there. Did uh, do you guys have anything else before we sign off? Yeah, I think that is it. Man. I'm all out of stress. I'm out of it. I'm all out of stress. I'm so stressed without you. Yeah, that's a song. That's not the song that we that's were teasing. Right. Don't sing. We're Don't not going to do Don't it. Sing. Don't sing. Don't sing. Uh, oh, wait. Real quick. Jake. Yeah. 30 seconds. You got a trip coming up. 
Hey. Yeah, a little bit of a trip coming up. Uh, back little, to California. Little quick trip going back to California, super quick, last minute kind of thing. Cool. I'm going to do it. I'm going out there. I'm going to see uh, Nightmare Before Christmas in concert uh, with, uh, with, you know, the surviving members of the, the movie. The voice actors are going to be there. They're going to sing along, conducted by Mr. Danny Elfman. Uh, they're going to be filming it, so you guys will get a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. On the uh, old DVD. Yep. Yeah, going to do that. Going to go to Disney World while I'm out there. Check it God out. Damn. Uh, like a super quick, like I'm gone for like two nights. Right. Super quick thing, but it's going to be fun. Cool, man. Well, when you get back, you'll have to fill in the listening audience on your yeah. experience. I'll yeah. do that. I'll definitely do it. Cool. Listen. Can't right. wait. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. Yes, have some podcast.com. That's not the website. That is not our website. Yes, it's have yes, we just have. made that up. YesHaveSomeCast.com, Facebook.com slash YesHaveSomeCast, Twitter, Instagram, at YHSPodcast. And uh, don't forget to find us on iTunes, Yes Have Some Podcast, and uh, search that. Leave us a five-star review. That's what helps us. Uh, I don't know. It, it just helps us. food on the table. It's you good, yes. Have some Does it? Does Yo, it? Doesn't put food. I, don't have I had five stars for dinner last night. I had coffee. They were delicious. Oh. <laughs> um, Those are vegan. Stars are vegan. <laughs> vegan stars. Uh, supernova with champagne. Oh. I'm sorry. So, yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we're going to keep chugging along. we got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm we've got, chugging. We're chugging. we got Doctor Strange coming. We've got Rogue One coming down the pipeline. Give it the old governor's push. Is that what I said? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Governor's nudge. Governor's nudge. I did a pushing motion with yeah. my hand. I did a fisting motion. Uh, <laughs> that's the nudge. We got through two hours, and no one brought up fisting. Until fist. yep. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> Before the end of the episode, you got to slip a fist in. Oh, boy. Whoa, what? Right there. Whoa, right in there. Okay. Bye, everybody. It's uncomfortable, but it's good. Later. Okay, good night. Oh, no.